We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 52 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. We are missing another mom this week. However, we do have our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming and the father of three. This week, the title of the episode is Gaming with the Mom. Yes, the mom. And that's yes. And it would be from my perspective. Right. So it's like a first person adventure game <laughs> from my perspective, literally gaming with the mom. Yes. Yeah. Um and I think this is an episode that people have been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> Just you and me, a whole bunch of news that we yeah. can fight over. Right. Although I think people are going to be disappointed because I think you and I actually come down in agreement on just about everything that has happened in the last week, which is a lot. Yes. Yes, I think we do. Uh, off gaming talk, though, um, Mother's Day was last weekend. Uh, that is correct. Which is super cool. And uh, <laughs> my husband and my daughter got me a popcorn maker. It's called Popcorn On Demand. It's pretty awesome. Like, it's this little machine. You cook in a compartment full of popcorn kernels in the back, and you hit a lever, and you have popcorn <laughs> right away. So it's so it's like a K cup machine for popcorn. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's air popped. Yeah, it's air popped. There's no like oil or butter or anything. Although I probably will be adding butter after the fact. But but yeah, so it's super cool. Sometimes it takes some finagling of the bowl to catch the popcorn as it comes out of the machine. But still, it's pretty cool. I was very well, excited. Um, Happy Mother's Day Thank to you. you and to everyone listening. I mean, it is a an awesome holiday. Lots of great sentiments passed around on Facebook and on Twitter. My uh, my wife also uh, was gifted a food related thing. Um, we bought her a waffle maker nice. because her normal waffle maker disintegrated quite literally. Uh, <laughs> she picked it up by its handle and all of the various independent pieces collapsed out of themselves. <laughs> My children, it was bad. Like it was like something out of a video game. It was that bad. So my kids, it was very important that we buy her a waffle maker. Mm. Um, I think it was a self-serving gift by definition, uh, but she was happy. Yeah, Got her a nice fancy one. I also got her a board game um, mm. because... Because it's what I do. Right, um, yeah. uh, for those wondering, it was Patchwork, published by Mayfair. It's a two-player game about quilting. <laughs> nice. And um, uh, quite literally, it's about quilting. And um, because, Nicole, I don't know if you know much about the board game space, but there is literally a board game about legit everything. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. I don't, I'm not really super knowledgeable, but I have a friend who is super knowledgeable, so that, that knowledge trickles down to me. I'm just so there. sad that you don't live like next door to me because then I could just <laughs> you could just come help me play games. Yes. Yes. But that but in order for me to do that, that would require me moving to Seattle. And yeah. we've discussed that. Not yeah. likely. <laughs> um, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Once again, super great. It's quite a busy, busy month. Yeah. I mean, already. What is it? It's only the 11th. Uh, actually, just in the last couple days. We've had tons of gaming news. So, did you go see Civil War yet? Let's not even bother getting to the gaming news. Yet. Did you go see, <laughs> see Civil War? I uh, I don't really see mo uh, movies in theaters anymore because uh, you because know because four year old because yeah because of the four year old. I mean, the last thing we saw was Ratchet and Clank, but that's because something that we could take her to. But before Ratchet and Clank, we hadn't seen anything since The Good Dinosaur, 
like back around Thanksgiving. So uh, pretty much if it is not a child focused game, you wait until it hits uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, every once in a while, I'll go out with my friends uh, to a movie. But we've got we've got two kind of uh, chick flick, quote unquote, movies coming up that we're definitely going to see with my friends. One is called Bad Moms. Uh, oh man, I cannot! I want to see that movie so bad. <laughs> yes, uh, so we're really looking forward to that one. And then, of course, we're going to do Ghostbusters. We have to do Ghostbusters because it's uh, all women. I am also super. I want to go with you and your friends to go see those movies. <laughs> right? Like, is it bad? Is it bad? Can I be like the token dude? <laughs> Would they be mad if I just randomly showed up? Well, when we do those types of things, it is called Mom's Night Out. So, eh, you know. Yeah, well, I'm on a podcast about moms. <laughs> so I got, I might as maybe like, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your fun. Okay. Um, yes. I'll let you have your fun without interrupting. I have not seen uh, Civil War either. However, my sister is watching the children so my wife and I can actually go to a movie. Oh, nice. Like together for once, mm-hmm. which is insane. And so I can't wait because Vision is in it and we've been over this. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I've heard good things. I've heard tons of good things. But yeah, we'll we'll be watching. Because we're on the internet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I actually, we haven't been, you know, that up on the Marvel films in general. Like, I don't even know how many there have been since the last one that we've Did you see Ant-Man? My husband saw Ant-Man. Like okay. on the... I didn't ask about him. Did you see Ant-Man? No, I did not. He tried to you... convince me to see it, and I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I do don't you... particularly like Paul Rudd, which is oh. one thing. <laughs> so. Okay, well, here we go. We got to fight. <laughs> we got to fight. Yeah. How do you not like Paul Rudd? Ah. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so he's the least Paul Ruddy okay. that Paul Ruddy has been, okay. in my opinion. All right. Um, Ant-Man is, is not a... Like, this is going to sound crazy, but it's the best characters are not him. Okay. It's like his bros. Like, Paul Rudd is not so much an issue unless he, like, really, like, makes you go away. Yeah, um, no, it's not like that. I just um, if If it's yeah. a casual dislike, then yeah. the rest of the cast will make up for it. Yeah. And um, what's the guy? The, the guy that's actually Hank Pym. He's the older guy. He was in Jewel of the Nile. Yeah. He's married to... To one of to to my actual wife. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. No. I. You do. know who I'm talking about. He is perfect. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he and I are competing for uh, uh, the love of, of a woman. So I don't really remember his name, but he <laughs> is perfect as Hank Pym. Okay. So it makes up for it. It's good. It's yeah. good, uh, and it's not terribly long. And there's a, a a superhero fight on a Thomas table, for real. For real. Yeah. Anyway, video games, they yes. are a thing. Yes. So yes. what do you want to talk about first? Because we got all sorts of, just this whole world is just blowing up. Right, it is. So let's let's actually start with something that we're both excited about, and that Civilization VI oh was announced today. I am super excited. I love Civilization games. Just real quickly, Stephen, did you play Beyond Earth? I did not. Yeah, and I did I specifically avoided it um, because, largely because it just felt like it felt like a mod to Civilization mm-hmm. V. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a slam on it. It's just that it's not, it was not different enough. Um, yeah. I thought it looked cool. And I've, I watched plenty of video of it to try and really drill down. Like, did I want that or did I just want to play more uh, Civ V? Right. And all the, uh, normally the way I figure out 
whether or not I'm going to get a game is if I watch a video and it makes me want to go buy it, then mm-hmm. I then I do that. Yeah. But watching videos of that just made me boot up Civ Five, and I said, why am I going to spend sixty bucks? I'll probably get it eventually. I mean, I'm sure it'll be on a Steam sale for like four dollars yeah. some down down the road, and I'll definitely buy it then. But man, a new Civilization hitting this October. Interestingly enough, it releases the same day as as uh, Battlefield One, which we'll talk about mm. in a little bit. I'm yes. sure. So it's very interesting that it's the same time frame yeah very excited we know very little about the game um ars technica did a feature where they talked about how the game is just some incremental upgrades nothing huge changing from the last game i think the biggest one is that now when you build your cities if you're going to expand them you're going to use the different tiles around them as opposed to just upgrading them and i think that that sounds like a, a cool difference um, I think the art style is noticeably different. It's much brighter. It's a little bit more cartoony. And I think that realistically, Civilization is not a gritty game, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it is a strategy game. But there are some lighthearted elements just by nature of the fact that, you know, Gandhi is like rolling up with tanks on your face. Like that's silly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's super silly. So yeah. I think a, a more a more colorful and cartoonish art style actually would fit it better. Yeah. Um, and I love the bright colors. The It added the definition, you know, just from the few screenshots that they released, which admittedly was not many. Yeah. But one of the things that I ran into before is sometimes things would just kind of bleed together and you'd be like, oh, is there a unit there? And oh. now it doesn't look like that's going to be so much of a problem. Obviously, when you clicked on them, it wasn't an issue. But, yeah. you know, now I don't think that that's going to be an issue so much. You're going to have these super cool units that are colorful and stand out from the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I cannot put into words how fast I am going to buy this game. Right. Yes. The only thing that I'm concerned about is the amount of time, since I now have a four-year-old who does not take naps. Like, is playing Civ Five. I, <laughs> I would sit there and be like, you know, it's a whole, like, one more turn, one more turn, one more turn thing. And, you know, I'd been playing for eight hours <laughs> at that point, so... Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, that will be a challenge. However, one thing that is worth noting is Civ is a turn-based game. Yes, which means you can stop. So, yeah. Which means you could put that up on a laptop on a counter and follow your daughter around and whenever you bump into her <laughs> or, you know, or whenever she happens to run you by your city, you take a turn. Um <laughs> And just your games are going to be super long and your playtime will be inflated. But I think that that's a legit way to play. You know, I mean, it's short bursts of just executing a plan. Yeah. And your turns take a few seconds, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Obviously, late game turns are much of an issue. But your early turns, you could spread that out and get yourself going. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Just thinking about putting my laptop on the counter and like doing laps chasing my daughter, which is a thing that happens. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I could just stop, uh, stop at the counter every time I make a lap, and just just do a turn. That's a good idea. Just do a turn, and you know what? <laughs> and it's if you if you if it takes you two hours to get back to your machine, all that does is make it look like you played the game longer on Steam. Um, <laughs> so you know, it really won't negatively affect you. Um, the so I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think I, we're gonna have to play some multiplayer. Yeah, I know. I don't think was there oh. was there a multiplayer in five? If there was, I just ignored yes. it. So yeah, um, there is. Okay. One of the things that I'm hoping that they integrate, and it's something that before you had to use third party apps to do. Mm-hmm. 
um, is the idea of getting into a multiplayer game where every day everyone takes one turn. Mm, yeah. And so you get like these epic games that like last all year, but the time commitment is super low. It's kind of like setting your fantasy baseball team. Uh-huh. It's like it takes forever, but you only have to do a little bit. I, I'm hoping that they integrate some of that into the game and you don't have to use third party apps because I would really love to do that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm scared to play real multiplayer. I mean, I'm going to play with you, <laughs> but yeah, I'm bad at video games. We've discussed this. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so Civ Six, I'm super excited about it. Like I said, later this year, so that's pretty cool. So Nintendo has announced that their upcoming mo- mobile games, which are going to be based on Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem, will be free to play. I have mixed feelings about this. Free to start. Right, free, free to, to start. start. Free to start. You know, that, that language has shifted to free to start. I have mixed feelings about this. Like, first of all, like, game is free. Hey, yeah, that's cool. But I've seen very few people implement this model effectively in a way that doesn't kind of screw the player who wants to play enough. And I was thinking about this earlier today and I'm like, well, Animal Crossing has the whole like real time world thing going on anyhow. So I was thinking like maybe they could work that into the whole free to start thing. Cause like games like Candy Crush or things like that, you get like five turns and when you use those five turns, you have to wait like five minutes or whatever for the new turn to generate. So with the whole time being an integral part of Animal Crossing, I thought maybe they could do that. But then at the same time, I was like, well, what if I want to log on and catch a fish that only shows up at 10 p.m. and I use up my, you know, 20 minutes or whatever waiting to catch this rare fish and then I can't catch him? That would make me irritated. So Yeah, um, I, I don't think that the... Animal Crossing game is going to be anything like the Animal Crossing experiences we're used to. Mm. So I don't think that we are in a position right now where we can... You know what? My my uh, grandmother used to... Ha- she had a phrase. Um, it's, and she, what she says is, you're paying interest on a loan you haven't taken out yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So this is one of those things where you and I... This is our profession. We think about video games that are coming down the road and we worry about them. Right. But in this case, so you're right. Nobody's done it before. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I don't want to say nobody. There are very few free-to-play games that, I'm sorry, free-to-start games <laughs> that are that are fair. Yes. Um, in, but it can be done. And Nintendo knows that if they put out this, they know. The optics of putting out a free-to-start game that is abusive to players will drive people away. These mobile games are meant to be like the beginning of a new era. Right. So I would, I'll admit that going in, I had already kind of like mentally budgeted. Like, all right, listen, if Nintendo puts out a game, like an Animal Crossing game on my iPhone, I would pay like 15 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm prepared to spend 15 bucks for right. these games, yeah. even if they're free. So, like, I'm not going to not pay for them. Yeah. So it could very well be that they are unlocks for, you know, get, you know, you play the game and maybe, you know, the by spending $15 or $10, you get all the coins you need to pay off your house. Yeah. Or like and, I was thinking, too, you know, like vanity items, like special furniture, special shirts, because, you know, that's a huge part of the game, too. They could absolutely just make it so that you play the game and it's all cosmetics. Yeah. And 
if it's an engaging game, especially if it interacts with what is, as of right now, an unannounced Animal Crossing game, mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest. Yeah. This is a Trojan horse for the next Animal Crossing game. Yeah. Anyone who says that that's not the case is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I want to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt because they haven't screwed up yet. Yeah. I mean, the reality is Mitomo does not have an abusive... Yeah, no, not at all. ...monetization thing because... You, Whenever I want to, I can do something, and that's mm-hmm. that's my metric for my free to play games. Yeah. Whenever I want to do something, I can do a thing, mm-hmm. and as long as I can do something in game, some benefit at any point, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I stopped playing uh, the Avengers Academy because eventually I got I ran into things where it's like, okay, well for the next eight hours I can't do anything. Right. And that's dumb. Yeah. Um, I believe in them. Yes. Yeah. Animal Crossing. I'm very very familiar with i have never played fire emblem so i'm not sure how that's going to work but maybe it's the same type of thing uh just cosmetics like i have i know nothing about fire emblem i would be stunned if fire emblem is not like some kind of like city building mm-hmm. game where you have like your heroes and you send them out on missions like you could totally be a, a fallout shelter style game where you have a base and you send out dudes mm-hmm. Light, maybe some light strategy elements, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they said that it's going to be a more accessible experience that's meant to... Th- these games are meant to draw players in mm-hmm. so that when they when the next game comes out, people will want to go play it. Yeah. So the I would expect that it would at least lead into... And one of the cool parts about it is the, you know, the, the characters and their relationships. And, you know, so, yeah, I... I I would bet that that'll be something. But then again, I, it could be an archery simulator. I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I mean, they have Miyamoto, so it could be anything. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So other quick news here. Mass Effect Andromeda has been delayed until 2017. Not really surprised that this game got a delay, but I'm sad anyhow. You know, I haven't been super excited for this game probably because I realize it's something that I'm going to have to put insane amount of time into to actually feel like it's fun. But I love the Mass Effect trilogy, so... I've never played any of them. You haven't? Oh, my God. I have not. Yeah, so you're not a gamer then. (laughs) I mean, how, how do you, you know, run a gaming website and have never played Mass Effect? That that I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, because Mass Effect is the pinnacle of family appropriate gaming. Okay, I meant you personally. I meant you personally. Pinnacle. <laughs> um. So, um, it really comes down to I missed the first one because I did not own an Xbox 360, mm. and I felt really weird jumping in in the middle. Mm. Um. I, with that said, I'm buying Andromeda. Yeah. Because um, my understanding is that this is supposed to be like a good jumping in point. It's kind of like The Witcher 3. Mm. Um, so I have never played the original Witcher trilogy, or not Witcher trilogy. I have not played any of the original Mass Effect games. Mm. However, I have great respect for them. So it's not like I'm like, oh, those are games for babies and they're stupid. Like, no, it's just <laughs> that I I missed the first one and I had a real, like, I know that I could have picked up a, the, the second one on PS3 and what have you. Uh-huh. I actually own them. Yeah, but you haven't um, played <laughs> well, I mean, I own a lot of games I haven't played. Yeah, um, okay. And I bought them, you know, because spoilers, if you go out on Thanksgiving Day shopping and you happen to be in a Walmart, <laughs> dig through their $10 bin because you find some amazing deals. Right. And there was one year that I walked out with 20 games. Oh, my God. And 
most of them I gave away to my kids for birthday gifts and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, like there's I still have some. Yeah. Um, hidden. So when they're <laughs> listening to this, they are hidden. <laughs> they, you know, like I got the Ratchet and Clank collection and the mm-hmm. the Sly Cooper collection and you know a whole bunch of games for like eight to ten dollars. Mm. And two of them were the Mass Effect games. So I was like, you know what? For 20 bucks, I'll have these. Eventually, I'll play them, maybe. Yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to trade them in for my, you know, 50 cents or whatever. You know, whatever. But um, so I will play Andromeda. I think it's a great... I am disappointed that it is delayed. However, Mass Effect relaunched in the spring and did just fine. Yeah. Uh, It's Mass Effect. uh, Hasn't it traditionally been a spring game? Um, I don't know so, when it was released, but like again, it's Mass Effect. They don't have to worry about the fact that when they release the game, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's going to sell yeah, a it's, ton. So it's competition proof. Also, yes. uh, they could put it. They could release it up against. I, I can't imagine they could release it up against Call of Duty, and I don't think it would change. Yeah. Um. Because you know, even if there's overlap, you know, Call of Duty, I, I would move Call of Duty away. You know what? The only game that I wouldn't. It, put it up against is Grand Theft Auto. And that's because Grand Theft Auto is just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda is going to sell like crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, jetpacks apparently and you know, a new start for the for you know the characters, maybe even a new character. I, yeah. I'm jumping in. Yeah. My yeah. wife hates space stuff, but whatevs. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved it. Um when I first played the first game, I got about I don't know, like a quarter way through it and then like got to some like really terrible terrible hard part which it turns out that they're you know in a sort of open world type game in the first mass effect you can in fact make a mistake and go to the wrong place too soon and if you do that you're screwed so uh so yeah so that's when i had dropped it and then back when i was recording girl fight christine steimer jessica chobot convinced me to pick it up again and told me do not go to this place until you've gone to these other places and leveled up so so yeah, but then it was fine. I didn't know that Jessica Chobot was on that podcast. I knew that it was Girl Fight, and I knew it was you. I didn't know that you knew her. Yeah, yeah, she was on for, I mean, she wasn't on for the whole run. She was probably on for about the first 15, 20 episodes, something like well, that. Well, then she pieced out to go do other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, because she was at IGN at the time. She was, uh, she hosted The Fix, so... Um, and then let's see, uh, oh yeah, Battlefield, yeah. I keep forgetting that you know literally everyone. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, you know what, you'd be surprised having not really done anything for a few years, how much that has changed. Like, I know some people who do literally know everyone, like people on the, the editorial side, people on the development side, just like people crazy, like Chris Charla and Mike Micah, they just know everybody. So, so yeah, so back to announcements. EA has announced Battlefield 1, which we talked a little bit about last week that um that Battlefield, the new Battlefield was going to be announced on Friday, and it was. And I'm a little confused by the name. Are you confused by the name at all, Steven? <laughs> um no, I'm not. And I actually um I, I get it. I can I can understand being confused. I think the word you're looking for is kind of stupefied like it's just like come on guys just call it battlefield the great war yeah yeah um with that said the reason they're calling it battlefield one is because they're being cute and it's battlefield about world war one um i think it's great i think this has to be the last number they have to just go to colon whatever moving forward um it really like if they come back next year and make battlefield five i'm just gonna be so mad um (laughs) 
So I think next year is when it would get stupid. I think calling this Battlefield 1 makes total sense. They have not, there has never been a Battlefield 1. Right. Or even a regular old Battlefield, because it was Battlefield 1952 or what have you. Right, like, yeah, yeah. They have started with colons and subtitles, and then did Battlefield 3 and then 4 and then Battlefield Hardline. So I think this is fine for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next year will be what it matters. And really, ignore. let's forget about the name. I think it's really cool that while Battlefield and Call of Duty used to be indistinguishable outside of the UI... Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the size of the multiplayer maps, but, you know, watch it, seeing a screenshot, you couldn't identify the two of them. And now Call of Duty is in space with robots and these guys are Harlem Hellfighters and mustard gas and, you know, horseback versus tanks. Um, And you know what? Yeah. uh, I love it. Yeah. I was watching that trailer and I'm like, this looks crazy. Like tanks and, and horses. Fighting against each other, it's just but um... that. But that's World War One. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 the thing, right? So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I actually went onto my Facebook feed and um, asked for because I know some folks that are you know quote unquote historians, mm-hmm. uh, a couple guys that actually work for museums. I asked them to watch the trailer, <laughs> excuse me, and give me like a rundown of you know. Scale of one to ten, how accurate is this? Mm-hmm. And the the biggest complaint they had was that the action was moving too fast. This was a slow and grueling war. Mm. Tanks didn't move that quickly. Yeah, um, they were plotting. I mean, now tanks move that fast. Yeah, but back then tanks were this. They were inevitability. It's, oh, a tank is coming. Right. Yeah. Right. Like not. Oh crap! A tank just showed up. You know, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah. And so the the other comment they had was about the weapons. Some of them appeared to be a little bit more metal than they were wood, which mm-hmm. is not how it was. Yeah. But that but they admitted that that could have been the lighting. It could have been the specific. You know, it was obviously a one minute long trailer. Yeah. Um, I am excited for the possibility of you know I'm more excited about this game than I am for just about every other shooter minus Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, part of that's because I really like the idea. Same reason I like Assassin's Creed games is the idea of, you know, kind of exploring those environments and really giving a picture of what these things are like. Um, World War One is really misunderstood, and a yeah. lot of people don't understand how brutal it was. And it, it, we could tell from the trailer mm-hmm. that the, that they're not pulling punches. And I think I don't want to use the term educational, but like I think from an enrichment standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you get a bunch of high school kids or college kids being like you know i don't know what this war was like mm-hmm. boot up a let's play of this game and maybe they'll be able to see like wow this is gross yeah yeah that's cool i've never been in the least bit interested in games like battlefield or call of duty and uh i'm not really interested in this one either i mean i appreciate them for what they are but they are just not my thing so i, I guess that means you're not a gamer <laughs> Um, I, and that makes total sense. These are not for everybody. Yeah. I have never, um, I, I have EA access, so I'm going to play my 10 hours, mm-hmm. play a bunch of multiplayer, review it, probably. Probably, I don't even know if I will, because um, yeah. I don't think parents really care. Um, I think anyway, the C-State World War One game will obviously know it is not for children, right. um, because World War One was a brutal, horrific war. Um, but, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna buy it 
I mean, it's going to come to me in the vault eventually. I mean, yeah. but they know I'm not their audience. They, they're they trying to recapture some of that crowd. And they're probably trying to grab some of the people that really are resistant to Call of Duty going into space. Mm. Um, I think that that play, the way that all plays out will be more interesting than actually playing the game for you and me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So other quick news here before we get to the earth-shattering news. So there's a new Phoenix Wright game on its way what? in September. What? You didn't see that? Yeah. I did not. When did that get announced? <laughs> uh, this morning it got announced. Oh. So, All right. Well. Uh, this one, it, it's already been released in Japan. It's just, it's coming to the U.S. and Europe, um, like in September of 16, to 2016, sorry. But yeah, I mean, I like Phoenix. I've only ever played like half of one game. I really don't know why I didn't play it more because I really liked it. It's a super cool kind of concept in that, you know, you're going around collecting clues and whatnot and then defending the prime suspect in the courtroom, which is, it's really cool. The thing I remember about it most is the huge like objection, like comic book (laughs) style thing that would go across the screen. But yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be digital only um, for 3DS. So, so yeah. So that's, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That uh, makes sense. Save the money on cartridges. Exactly. I mean, I, you know me and digital. I don't understand why anybody does that anymore. But anyhow, l- let's move on. So the big earth-shattering news here this week is that Disney. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to the bad news, okay, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Pokemon. Oh right, yes. There's been a new trailer, Pokemon Sun and Moon, their starting Pokemon has been revealed. I do not play Pokemon, and I did not look at this trailer. So I'm going to pass that off to you, Steven, to talk about. Okay, for real, everybody, here's how this (laughs) happens. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon are coming out November 18th of 2016. If you have a child aged between 6 and... 35 um and emphasis on child i accept it uh they're gonna want we're buying three copies for our house it's crazy uh two for the boys one for me uh they have to decide which one i'm allowed to buy um it's really interesting so they announced the legendaries we don't know their names but one of them is a giant fire lion that shoots lasers out of his forehead and the other one is a crazy like magic bat you can assume that the magic bat comes with moon the lion comes with the laser lion, as it were, comes with sun. Yeah. They did also announce three starting Pokemon, one of them being Rowlet, and that is a owl with a leaf bow tie. <laughs> and arguably the cutest Pokemon on the planet. And it's not close. I will have you know that one Simone de Rochefort and I both agree on this. And if she and I agree on a thing, that pretty much guarantees that it's to be true. <laughs> um, um, the other one, there's a, a, a fire type cat named Litten. Do you get it? It's lit on fire and it's a kitten. Great. And then there's like a like a seal. That's a water type. Um, New zone looks very tropical. Um, The graphics are great. Uh, I mean, it's Pokemon. It's seventh. It's seventh seventh gen. Every kid's going to be buying it. They're going to be wanting it. It's going to be on Christmas list. Be aware of this thing. Um, It's a juggernaut. Um, And I'm not even joking. It's a juggernaut. Um, It is not for everyone, but it is a juggernaut. So just uh, be prepared for it. Like I said, I'm buying three copies. (laughs) um, And you can count on EFG for a review. Yes. And Pixelkin too, right? Yes, Do you have a Pokemon yeah. reviewer? We we definitely you, 
Uh, Do you need Linda. a Pokemon reviewer? <laughs> Possibly. Um, Linda actually reviewed the last ones. So, Whoa. Yeah. I will offer my services. How about this? Pitching on the podcast, guys. It's uh, <laughs> I, borderline unethical. I will gladly review a Pokemon game for you guys if you need, if need be. Um, so, yes, that's the Pokemon news. Now we can get to the bad news. Yes. Okay. So this is the huge thing. So Disney has announced that they are discontinuing Disney Infinity, which is the massive franchise in the Toys to Life category that has been around for, was it, it was three years? Right, Stephen? There's been three iterations of it? Um, yes. Yeah. Disney um, uh, Infinity 2.0 and 3.0. Yes. So, yeah, so no more games. They're releasing some new characters and one more playset, uh, which will be Finding Dory. And then after that, no more. Done. Gone. Which, you know, we can get into this whole Toys Life discussion like we did before. But first, I want to say that Disney, not only calling it quits on Disney Infinity, they're calling it quits on game publishing at all they're focusing more on licensing which means that other publishers will come to them and say hey we want to make a game about i don't know mickey mouse or whatnot and then they say yeah hey go ahead so but they're not going to be making games themselves at all anymore and other sad piece of this is that they're closing down avalanche uh, software which who has been developing disney infinity and they they've been around developing stuff for a while they did the um the Epic Mickey games back when Warren Spector was with them. So yeah, so they're getting shut down, which, you know, is always sad. But yeah, so so Disney Infinity and well, I mean, I I think I don't remember when on this podcast we talked about it, but I know we talked about it. That I was speculating that the Toys to Life category did not have the staying power that everybody thought it did. You explicitly stated that it that there was a bubble. Yes. And that it was going to burst. And I I disagreed with you at that time. Fortunately, I did not make a bet. However, <laughs> I think that this is I think that this is less about Toys to Life and more about Disney abandoning publishing and the and Disney Infinity was a casualty of it. Yeah. Because uh I mean, so Disney owns Star Wars. Right. And we we got to look at the success of Battlefront that sold 14 million copies. Yeah. And Disney didn't have to do anything. Right. They just, In fact, they're charging EA money. Yeah. So they're just making dollars, and all they have to do is send a lawyer out there every once in a while. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure they have a brand manager that goes and looks, but like, you know, they have yeah. a lot of really respected properties that nobody wants to mess with, and Disney has the clout to fix it. I think that, I don't I don't know while I agree with you and I'm coming around to the fact that the toys to life thing will probably, you know, it's definitely going to shrink. It already has. It might even shrink again. But I think that Disney, I mean, they have I mean, think about the power. They have Star Wars. They also have Marvel. Yeah. And we haven't seen it. They talked about this on uh, podcast beyond last week. Um, You know, shout out to that that old IGN podcast. Right. They've talked about like, where the hell are the Marvel games? Yeah. Like, who, I mean, what? Like, <laughs> you mean to tell me nobody's wanted to make a, like, a cool Iron Man game or, like, a Captain yeah. America game? Like, somebody's wanted to, and befo- yeah. and they were like, oh, no, no, we don't want to do that because we don't want to disrupt, you know? I, yeah. I, I think that that's the real story here is that they're getting out of the publishing and they're just going to be licensing their games. 
it does mean that you and I and our various teams are going to be playing some really crappy licensed Disney games, though. <laughs> yes. I was, I was just, like, thinking, like, maybe, um, you know, Disney owns Marvel, but I'm sure there are still, like, Marvel people in that division. And superhero games have been terrible in the past, so I wonder if they might be a little, little hesitant on that. Um, I mean, like, Batman says, what's up? Batman does. You're right. You're right. Batman was really, really good, but but I don't know. We'll see. That's um, certainly the exception to the rule, but Batman yeah. says what's up. And so since Batman worked, that means that at least two or three dozen more people will try. And you know what? Uh, like an adventure, like if they just made like a, th- a 3D adventure, like God of War style beat up game mm-hmm. where you could play as different Avengers. I mean, even if it was okay, it would still be awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it would sell like crazy because it's the Avengers. Yes, you know, yeah, it totally would. Although, like you know, that's that's basically what the Lego Adventures is is a three D beat 'em up type thing, just yeah. made with Legos. So. Yeah, but um, you know, but they, yeah. but now they can make two different games. <laughs> right? Yes, Lego version and the real version. I reviewed sure. um, Lego Avengers the most recent one for Pixelkin in that it, that it didn't need to be a Lego game. I thought it would actually have been more interesting as a regular on game because it lost all of the charm and sort of the fun that Lego games have mostly because they have the real actors do the VO. I, I never realized that that's something that would be a bad thing in a game, but of course that's just my opinion as well. But uh, you know, like I said, Captain America, man, just not funny. There's not really anything you can do about that. So. I don't know. Chris Evans is funny. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I've only ever seen like the first Captain America game and the first Avengers. That's all I've seen. He was not funny in either of those. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I all meant right, when, I'm, when I'm really behind on my Marvel movies. So you're like literally not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not kidding at all. All right. Okay. So, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So he, he, He's gotten funnier now that he's a little bit let. Now that he's been off ice for a little bit longer, but a lot of it's situational. I mean, he is the. So do, when you watch comedies, do you ever find the straight man funny? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he's the straight man. Like, okay, that is his job is to be the straight man because I mean everybody. I mean, I, him and Thor kind of share that role, mm-hmm. but like Thor's kind of dumb. So he's like on the dumb side of straight man, but like everybody else, I mean, when he's playing off Robert Downey Jr., who's just legit like nuts. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they they kind of everybody kind of morphs a little bit depending on who the two superheroes are in the thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to see I I just want to see Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Pratt. That's really all I want. <laughs> I just want to see those guys uh, go nuts. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back to uh, video games and off of Avengers Hour because <laughs> that's just me talking. Yeah, no, no, um, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very sad. Uh, I really thought that Disney Infinity was, you know, of the three to fold. Right, like now we have like the big three toys to life. Mm-hmm. I don't count Amiibos; those are just collectibles. Yeah, um, they're not toys to life games yet. They will be, I'm sure, for the NX, but I don't think they are right now. They're just cool collectibles. Of the big three, I really thought that the W that WB with the Legos would pull out first, mm. um, just because WB tends to be a little bit more flippant with what they're doing, and yeah. 
Um, I did. I just didn't think that Disney was going to do it. Um, I knew Activision had the the money because they got that Call of Duty dollars. Right. That they could just sit in the back and just say, you know what, we're just going to put out this game. Maybe we'll take a year off every once in a while and just wait until everybody else goes away, and then we'll be it. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just stand alone. Um, but they I mean, haven't even announced it, the the new Skylanders yet. Yeah, it's definitely coming. It was in an earnings call that they said that that they were working on a Skylanders game. No, you know, specifics I mean, or, or anything like that. <laughs> best kept secret since Avengers 3. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> They're working on a Skylanders game. That's like finding out um, Rockstar's working on a new Grand Theft Auto. Like, yes. <gasps> yes. But, I mean, honestly, they're going to be out there by themselves this year because Lego has said, or WB has said that they're not releasing, like, a new base Lego game, they're going to be doing expansions and whatnot, which is kind of what Disney Infinity had been doing. Or, yep. yeah, I mean, they. I think they could have been very successful if they had just did like a base game once and then just added their playset things onto it. Um, but, you know, I'm not Disney. I'm not a person that makes that, those decisions. But yeah, so Skylander is going to be out there by themselves. And I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I'm really curious to see what happens this year because like you said i thought the toys life thing was a bubble and that so it's hard to say with disney infinity like going away like what was what was the problem with disney infinity not making enough money what was the problem that skylanders didn't meet its sales targets like was it simply competition and will this make skylanders more popular and make more money or is it the fact that parents are like every year, like, what the hell? Why do I have to buy four or five new toys or a $75, you know, starter kit thing to get to get the next game? And that's what I'm curious to see how Skylanders does, because this is like the sixth. It's like the sixth Skylanders, right? I'm pretty sure uh, it is. Yeah, Skylanders turns five this October. Yeah. So it'll be the yeah, yeah. sixth game. Yeah. It's crazy. It's It makes me feel really old that... <laughs> The games that my kids grew up with are now hitting like milestones. Mm. You know, I ah, man, I still remember getting that first press release out of Toy Fair mm -hmm. when they had it. Um, could you believe? Remember? Did you 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 knew that Nintendo that that Toys for Bob actually went to Nintendo first, yes. right? Yeah, man, this is back when I was at IGN. Toys for Bob came to the office. And I was the one that took the the demo and the interview. They just had a demo figure of Spyro and a demo like Portal. And then they were, you know, I thought it sounded awesome. They were explaining it to me like we're going to have all these figures. You're going to be able to save all the data and the figures. And I was like super impressed. I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I never played one. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's great. It has been great. I think I think it's great technology and it's a great way to play games. But I think. The yearly versions of stuff, I think, are getting to be a bit much. So I agree. I agree. And I think everybody's learning that. I mean, we see Assassin's Creed taking a year off. Need for Speed is taking a year off. Um, you know, so I think they are, um, you know, Activision is learning. I mean, they learned it with Call of Duty. That's why they bought another studio. And yeah. so now that now they have Sledgehammer, Treyarch and Infinity Ward mm -hmm. um, and they give them three years to make these games. And it is noticeable yeah. That they have done it because the games have gotten better. Mm -hmm. um, so it would not stun me if they went out and found another studio to make a third 
uh, Skylanders, mm -hmm. and you know, with three years, I think that it would make a bit more. I think it would actually make a better. Uh, I, I think that it would do the same thing that it did to Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, you know, and they did it. They were smarter this last time. They were fewer toys. Um, there were fewer new figures. Um, you know, I think there is something to be said about them kind of reinvigorating the. They got to do something. Mm -hmm to reinvigorate it and you know they could absolutely put out a, a skylanders that has like three figs yeah and just say you know what one year there's just there's like one guy for each element mm. that's it um you know and once you get them you're done and people will still buy it and it, you know maybe that'll make parents a little happier yeah i don't know it, I'm just super curious what the gimmick this year is going to be, mm. um, because last year's gimmick, I think, fell a little flat Yeah. Um, with the vehicles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Even though it initially sounded exciting, it just, well, you had boats and planes and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not nearly as exciting as, like, Giants. Like, when right. they announced Giants, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah. Actually, right. speaking about, like, um, wondering what the next one is going to be, Eric Watson, who we have mentioned on this podcast a few times, great writer for Pixelkin, actually just wrote an article about predictions that, that he thinks that the next Skylanders might be. And he has some pretty, he has some pretty interesting, interesting ideas here. I uh, did not read that. Wait. All right. Let me, let me go and let me, <laughs> can I, yeah. can yeah. I, uh, let me go to Pixelkin and I will comment on his ideas. Okay. Six predictions and a wish list. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he's got a wish list. Mm -hmm. Truth. Bring back the battle mode. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, folks, May 10th, it's called Skylander Six Predictions in a Wish List. Give this man some hits. Head on over to pixelkin.org um, and look at it. I'm not going to spoil the entire article um, because it's actually very, very well put together and good. Um, if he listens, uh, shout out to Eric. Um, yeah. Good, Good work. Maybe I'll get to meet him sometime. Um, so some actual online, I totally approve. Um, all right, predictions, time warp. Okay, so I like it. Going back in time, combiners. We're talking about. Oh boy, he mentions <laughs> Devastator, so I'm in. Um, builders, so like Minecraft kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm down. Okay, I get it. And even more hats. I like it. Okay, so yeah. and he adds in the goofy one. Um, yes. No, seriously, folks, this is a good article. I'm reading it very quickly. This is bad radio because who wants to listen to a guy read a thing? <laughs> um, I am straight up plugging a article on um, Pixelkin. This is really good. I very good idea. Um, I should do my own wish list for my <laughs> own website that I write for. I'm totally Eric, totally aping your idea. Um, <laughs> I won't steal any of your content. That's plagiarism, and plagiarism is bad. Um, but it's games journalism, so if you have a good listicle, somebody else is going to make another one. Because, that is true. Because, because games journalism. Um, don't worry, I'll link to this one. Okay. Um, is that so, okay? Yes, yes, that's is fine. Is that okay? Absolutely. Right, hey, Absolutely. Listen, I don't want to make you mad you, <laughs> because we've, we've established you own my soul. Yes, um, and I also so, like to stab people in God of War as well, so you know. We know that. We know that because you you're an ang you're you're an angry angry person. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I bet you that I bet you Skylanders is going to be all over E three. You think it's going to show up at a press conference? Well, you know what? It's I mean, it's Activision. Activision is not doing anything at E three. So I'm curious as oh, to whether right. there Activision will be or out. not. Yeah, I, no, they've got to be on somebody's stage though. Like Sony or Microsoft. 
Maybe. I don't I mean, I don't remember ever seeing Skylanders in any of the big uh at least not in the media briefings. Uh They didn't need to because they were they had a giant booth. That's but true, I, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um I I'm not I'm not making a bet yeah. that they'll be there, but like just logistically, I feel like that it would be kind of a pain in the butt for, you know, Sony or uh, Microsoft or whomever to kind of have this thing in their booth because because of the fact that you have to switch the figures and you have to have the portal set up and all that kind of stuff where it's a lot yeah. easier for them to just have another game where they can put an Xbox One under a locked box and just have controllers and you don't have to worry about all that stuff. So Totally true. Totally yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, they could also just send out a press release and put a video up on YouTube on day one of E3, yeah. which is what, how many indie games do that? You know, hey, we don't yeah. we can we can ride the wave even if we're not paying for admission. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, so I'm sure we'll get press releases from the fine folks at Activision early. I'm I'm ready to find out what it is. My kids are ready. They want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's super exciting. Really sad. We, I, I wish everyone at Avalanche. Well, those guys have been around for ever. Yeah. Um, but. They're all very talented folks. Obviously, Disney Infinity, uh, there's an article on, I think it's Polygon today, talking about how it's like a masterpiece. And I really agree. I think Disney Infinity is better than people gave it credit for. Mm. Um, And so, clearly, it was made by talented people. So, my hope is that they will all find something else to do. Um, Or maybe they'll just all chill together and make a new company. Because if they just lease the same building, I bet you they could find an angel investor uh, to let them get get involved. Sony loves buying them some studios, so just reach out to Sony. Um, Maybe they could do something for Kojima and then just create this monstrosity. The Frankenstein's monster of game development. I was just, when you just said that, I was just thinking about like, Metal Gear as a Toys to Life thing. <laughs> <laughs> toys to Life Metal Gear? Let's do it. Why not? If anyone... I mean, if Kojima was ever going to be allowed to touch Metal Gear again, right? Um, I would love that. I mean, if for nothing else, just to see... Because Metal Gear is among the most ridiculously Japanese games yes. ever. That is not like Hatsune Miku or like Persona, right? Like it's... Yeah. It's just Japanese in a very wacky way. And I mean that because Japanese games are wacky. Like, that's yeah. not, that's just a fact. Um, <laughs> and so, like, a Toys to Life game on, out of that would be just so bonkers. I mean, how fun would that be? Like, yeah. stupid little robots. And, like, maybe, <laughs> like, we could get a decoy octopus fig. Yeah. Even though he was only in, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 for, like, what, 30 seconds and yeah. never appeared again. We could. It was like literally a decoy. Yeah. We can get the fig back. I mean, I'd do it. How yeah, many I know. So- how many snakes would we get? Right, exactly. We should go to Konami and pitch this even. We could be like creative directors on it. I don't want to be a creative director for uh, Konami. <laughs> don't want to do it. Yeah, no, no, I hear that. But yeah, when you said Kojima, that's why I was just like, hey, Metal Gear. Anyhow. Uh, I want to see what his new game is. I know we're not going to see it probably not until like E3 next year when we get like a logo. Yeah. Because he's going to, because he's an artiste. Right. So we know we're not playing his game until like 2020. But I just want to know what he's doing. Yeah. He's on Twitter. He actually posts a good amount on Twitter. Do you follow him on Twitter? He does. He's hysterical. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, I think you know, I'm sure you just just search for uh, Kojima on Twitter. You guys can follow him. It's he's pretty cool. It's nice that he can just be on Twitter and just say whatever the heck he wants to say, rather than having like Konami shackles on him. Yeah. So, so let's do one more piece of news here. So, a report from a research firm says that. By the end of this year, one billion people in the world will finally know what esports is all about. Which oh man, yeah, that's a lot of people, and you know, many it, many people. Yeah, in games, you know, we all know about esports already, and we know it's huge and that it's getting bigger. But it's it's interesting to think that the that the greater populace is going to be familiar with what this is, and obviously a large large part of that is because ESPN is recognizing them now. They have a whole section of their website dedicated to esports and i i don't know have they have they been airing anything steven do you know on, on um, not a lot no okay. i mean it's very they they did some stuff for the heroes of the dorm and it was um you know and that was recently but the um but their channel is super active videos every day i actually applied for a job uh in their esports division um as you can imagine was not hired um <laughs> But I mean, they're they're literally right down the road from me. Oh yeah. So that would have been because they're in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm in Terryville, Connecticut. Um, it would have been a ten minute drive. <laughs> I like I drive past ESPN on the way to Outback, like, um, <laughs> and Target. Like right. they're literally right there. It's so cool. Um, and when they announced that they were hiring for that, I was like, no, I have to apply. Right. Because you know that would have been really cool. But um, you know. I did not meet some of the qualifications. It turns out they were really looking for people that were already established in their various, you know, established shoutcasters and writers and like kind of thought leaders for the individual games. And I qualify for none of that. Um, So, you know, yeah. While, you know, if they just wanted like a games writer, I could certainly do that. Yeah. Um, But I, I, you know, I'm not any of the, the guys that they got. And I say that I believe it's an all male team. Um, they they have experts that cover fighting games and League and Dota um, and Hearthstone, so they didn't need me. Yes, and that's okay. They cover Smash, which I think is really cool. Which you know it doesn't get a lot of play on other sites. So the fact right. that they cover Smash Brothers so much um, is is really awesome. And they cover a lot of Hearthstone, which is makes sense because it's growing. Yes. You know, I've never ever been into ESPN, but I might have to go visit their visit their site for the Hearthstone. It's site. really good. Um, <laughs> they actually did after the expansion. Mm-hmm. They actually did like card analysis and stuff that I'm used to <laughs> reading on like Star City Games for Magic. Yeah, like, they had you know like these are the five cards you should keep your eye on in the new expansion. Like wow, nothing that I ever would have thought to see on ESPN. So yeah, ESPN.go dot com slash esports they even have a uh, calendar of events where it actually shows you know what major tournaments are happening etc very awesome esports is crazy it's getting more and more legitimate the evo fighting game finals like the grand finals are in the mandalay bay event center which holds which has fourteen thousand seats very cool and th- that's people that that are there live yeah i mean it's gonna be insane yeah. So, but talking about Hearthstone, this is perfect uh, segue into the what we are playing. Obviously, I've been playing Hearthstone. I'm very, very happy. Like in the last week, I have seen like probably fifty percent less Cthulhu's than I had been seeing. 
which makes me very happy. The meta is settling. The yeah. meta is settling. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I still play my Paladin, my Murloc deck. Steven hopped in and spectated me on a game that I lost, which I didn't think I was going to lose because I had my opponent down they to snuck one, four They health. snuck that out, yo. Uh, yeah, they I snuck know. that I one was out. Like, <laughs> like, I was sitting on my phone watching it, and I was like, hey, man, let me just pop in and spectate. Um, by the way, does that make you nervous when people spectate you? It absolutely does. Steve Lubitz and I did that to each other. Like, he popped in and watched me for a couple games. I lost them. I popped in and watched him, and he lost his. It's, I don't know. It's like a stage fright kind of thing, I guess. So, I mean, like, if you would prefer, I will not do that. No, um, no, no. It's it's fine. Like every once in a while, you're gonna get a quest that tells you to watch somebody's game that they win, and you get a free pack of cards for that. So no, yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's cool. It's, I love watching it. I thought it was cool, and I was rooting for you. I was like, yeah, go, 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 go. And that guy just snuck out of nowhere, I know. and then just was like, nope, you're gonna lose. And I was like, how is that even a thing? Yeah. But, no, so you outplayed, I'm going to say this right now, that was bad beats, you outplayed that guy, your deck outperformed him, he snuck that win, that win out, and I have seen my share of sometimes the cards just get you. Yeah. And that's, a th- and that's you know, I say that to everybody listening, if you have parents that you have your kids playing these games and they get frustrated, the term bad beats is a thing, it's not just, you know, something they say on SportsCenter, it sometimes... A combination of cards comes out and just punches you in the face. Yeah. And you can be the best player in the world. You can yeah. be Patrick Chapin in the finals of a Pro Tour Magic tournament. And sometimes just a, the, the guy top decks the right card and you're done. Yeah. And, you know, you can minimize that. You can play around it. You can do the best you can. But you can't stop the fact that sometimes cards are random. And he pulled exactly what he needed to get yeah. exactly the one point of damage he needed to get you. It yeah. Yeah. He pulled out the the double, the double Azure Drakes, and I'm like, <clears throat> after the game finished, I'm like, man, I should have just focused getting that guy out of there because they both have spell damage, which means all of the the combo uh, spells that uh, that the rogue has, uh, one of which is called Eviscerate, which if you do if you play it as a combo, it normally it has four damage you can do to any enemy, but he had two spell damage minions out there, which just double. <laughs> doubled the power of that spell um but i really thought i, I was gonna win know, that one yeah i didn't know that spell damage actually uh worked with rogues did not know had no idea yeah. i admittedly i'm a noob so when i saw him pop the card up and it did the extra damage i went oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i felt for you this okay. week's tavern brawl is the best you know what? i haven't i haven't done it yet yo I listen can i yet. tell you what it is or yeah do you no, want no 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 go ahead go ahead this week's Tavern Brawl is two cards. Two cards? Pick your best two cards and you get 15 of each of them. Wow. Um, let me give you let me give you some spoilers on the hot strats because I have one that wins super fast or loses super fast. Okay. You pick the it's it's mechs. Okay. Doesn't matter what class you are, pick whichever, make a deck for whichever class you have a quest for that day. Yeah. Because you're going to win games fast. Right. You're going to pick the mech that makes other mechs minus one to okay. cast. Yeah. And then pick pretty, if you have the gorilla bot, get the mm. gorilla bot. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but if you don't have the gorilla bot, get the devastator, the one that's a one four and randomly does two damage to other opponents. Mm-hmm. Now, for those listening, don't worry about it too much. The idea is you're going to draw your opening hand 
and you're going to play one of these guys, and then everything's going to get cheaper. Then as soon as you play your second little robot, all of those ones that you draw for the rest of the game until those are destroyed are free. Mm. Um, and then as soon as you get a third one, you can drop down the Devastators, and it is not uncommon, especially if you get the extra card and you're on the draw, to empty out your hand and have like eight dudes just on the ground and you're swinging for two for each of those guys and they have big butts because they have three toughness. Right. And if you have like three of those uh, devastators, they throw their barrels of explosive at the beginning of the round mm -hmm. and you're doing like six damage. So you're like half wrathing their board every time. Um, and also there's the shock factor of dropping eight critters on turn two and being like, what? <laughs> yeah. And... I have had guys resign just from the I don't even I don't even know how to do that. What right. you're gonna get is you're gonna get at least early on this week. So for you and I, we get this advantage. People listening on Friday probably figured this out already. But like people are gonna sign in and they're gonna have their like cute. Oh well, I'll just take like arcane shot and like yeah. you know like little stuff and just try and be like oh I'll just grind out a win. You just walk in and you're like. But nope, doing stupid stuff here, folks. None of this grinding out here. And they'll just resign. Yeah. And go build your deck. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's I rad. I fully expect to play way too much of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm not playing it right now. Okay. I'm not playing it right now. I have <laughs> yeah, too much no, respect for I my mean, boss. Yeah, no, I mean, Tavern Brawl, I actually, I just hop in and do my, get my one win to get my deck. Unless I've got a quest for um, a class that I really don't want to play standard in. And then I'll I'll do more than one, but typically I only do the one game. But this uh, one's really stupid. <laughs> there there are lots of them that are really stupid. Yeah, I know you've like, been playing that long, but way. yeah, um, this one's stupid in a good way. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. I mean, if you don't, then whatevs, get your one back. Yeah. Um. So other stuff that I've been playing, I really want to talk about this game because it's super cool. It's called Koi, as in the fish, and you play a fish. You're swimming around like a little pool. And you're collecting different colored little koi and then taking them to flowers of the same color, making them, you know, making the flowers bloom. And this game is super awesome because it, even for very, very young kids, it works. Like Anna was playing it just like perfectly by herself without any help from me. I mean, it's simple, but it was still, you know, it was still, it's nice. It was definitely fun for kids. Every once in a while, there's this black, this giant black koi that shows up and you have to like avoid him. and. And there are some like uh, memory sequence puzzles and stuff in there, but but it was really cool. PS4 downloadable. So sorry, Steven, you might be able to check it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was awesome. It was very cool. I highly recommend it. And then today I started playing Uncharted 4. Kudos to GameSpot for giving me all those story synopsis videos because I have not played the other Uncharted's. So um, but honestly, like. You don't really need to know. I, I haven't come into a part of this game where it makes a difference whether or not I knew the stories from the previous games. So it's cool. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Good. So that's me. What else um, have you been playing? Yo, Overwatch. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I believe Overwatch is so good, Nicole. It's so good. <laughs> now, this is how... So... The only thing that I didn't like about the my um, the only thing that I, I it bothered me about the beta is if you go into social, it shows all of your friends that are on your Xbox One friends list. Uh -huh. 
but it doesn't tell you that they're not playing Overwatch. So I logged uh, in and I was like, oh man, Nikki Tanner, we're playing Overwatch. <laughs> let's do this. Let's go. Let's go kill some. Let's be murder hobos and just, just roll around. I'll heal you. You can be like, you know, somebody, because I, I play a healer uh-huh. generally. Yeah. Um, have I mentioned to you that I have like a serious, like, unhealthy obsession with playing support classes in games? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, I only play a healer in LARP. Always a healer. Okay. I don't like. I I love the idea of helping make other people better. Mm. Um, that's it's that's super fun for me. I was a healer and wow. Um, like I, you know whatever. So yeah. I, and and in Overwatch, I get to be an angel with like a stick that heals people. Um and. A little tiny itty bitty gun, and it's <laughs> so good. And so I was like, "Oh man, Nikki T- Nikki Tanner's in there. Let's do this." And then I was like, "Oh, she's watching Netflix." I know exactly. That that is what you will find. I do most often on my Xbox One is Netflix. If Netflix is up, that means my daughter is watching something. If HBO Now is up, that means me and my husband are watching something. And that's Fair what enough. is getting yeah, that's what's getting the most use of our Xbox One right now. So. Oh, and that's that's reasonable. I was just like, oh man, we can play Overwatch together, man. And then I didn't and then I said, you know what? That's fine. She hates me. I get it. Um Yeah, that's I, kind I of weird that that's kinda of weird that it doesn't tell you that it didn't right just... away. I mean I moused over I had to not mouse over you. I selected you and it said, Oh, she's playing whatever. But I oh. but I saw you on there and I was like, Yeah <laughs> But let me just say, Blizzard, they might have something going with this whole making video games thing. Like I think I think they've got a future. Um, yeah. This game is so polished. It is so good. Every little thing is just great. Um, the character designs are stunning. The They are all so different. I mean, and I played a lot of them, right? You know, I yeah. played the, the gorilla scientist guy. I played Lucio, the, the healer that's like beatboxing while he's running around healing people. They're all shockingly different characters. And, um, but they all play super well. Some of them combo off of each other in almost obnoxious ways. I, uh, I really, really love it. Um, this is, it's definitely the best game that I've played so far this year. Wow. Um, so it's, it's unseating stick bold, um, (laughs) which I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I sent you that picture from PAX East. Yes. Don't tell me you didn't see it. You didn't react, at least to me, but I know you. I, I know you chuckled a little bit. No, I mean it's the best game I've played so far this year, and I'm going to be honest with you. If if it wasn't staring down Final Fantasy 15, mm. um, and you know potentially uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Uncharted, like if it was last year. I'm pretty sure that it might have been my game of the year last year. Um, I think it may have unseated Splatoon, which wow. that's high praise. My family put like 200 hours into Splatoon, just passing the controller. Yeah. And you know what? Me and my sons did this. My wife didn't have a huge amount of interest in it. She thought she was going to like it more. Um, she didn't like some of the environments. Admittedly, it was two or three maps because it was a beta. So... Um, she loved the characters. My sons all played. How about this? So my son is seven. My youngest son played as Diva. That's the uh, um, the anime looking girl with um, the ro- the pink robot with a bunny <laughs> on the butt. Um, I'm not even joking. There's a bunny on the butt. <laughs> no, I and and so I roll. I come downstairs on Saturday morning, 
and him and his brother are passing the controller back and forth, and they're cheering each other on, which I yeah. think is, like, normally they're kind of competitive, whatever, but the fact that every time one of them got a turn, the other one was like, oh, man, look at that. Um, so my son, who is seven, rolled into a crowd and went on a 15-kill streak. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, now, it's very possible that he was playing a bunch of other seven-year-olds. I don't even know. But but here's what the thing, right? Like, it didn't feel like it was... It, his team, it wasn't like it was easy. Like, it's not like it's a game for babies. Right. Um, he was playing well. He was learning, um, you know, he was learning the character. And he just got really comfortable with her abilities and was... So, I think that level of polish... Mm-hmm was great. You know, my older son, huge Tracer fan. He was playing as her. Um, really just was, it only took a couple of games before he was really just kind of easing into figuring out how to play her. Um, this is going to be a huge game this year. Um, you know what? It's, <laughs> it, it is, it is its game to lose as far as game of the year for me right now. And I've only played it for a weekend. Um, definitely buying it day one. Um, it's just so good. <laughs> it, the beta's over. Um, folks, if you like shooters, it's also, I. you'll notice that I said I let my seven-year-old play it. Uh, we are sensitive in our house to shooters yeah. with our youngest son. Um, this game, not graphic. Characters, when they quote-unquote die, they just fall over and disappear. Yeah. Um, there's no carnage. There's no bodies. Um, a little bit of blood, but not, I mean, it's barely noticeable. Um and it's obvious, you know, consequent. I mean, you're shooting bullets at guys, so obviously there's going to be a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Um, really good. Really good. I loved every minute of it. Cool. Yeah, that might be something me and my husband will check out. You um, definitely should. You yeah. definitely should. I think you guys would dig it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know your husband terribly well, but <laughs> I, I mean. Or at all. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Uh, I, but I think I would like him. Yeah, I think you probably would, too. Um, Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. I and Linda, who is absent this week, work for Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a website for gamers who are also parents. We talk about hardcore games all the way down to apps for preschoolers. And you can find us on Facebook, Simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org. Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Steven, where can we find you? Thanks, Nicole. Everybody, you've been listening to me here, but this is not the only place you can hear my voice. You can also hear me on my own podcast that occasionally Nicole is on. She'll be back because we're going to talk about Hearthstone. Um, (laughs) That podcast is called Engage, a family gaming podcast. We go live every Monday. Um, barring a nuclear incident, and we alternate video games and board games and video games and board games, etc., etc. You can also find us on Twitter. That's at EF Gaming. You can find us on Facebook, Simply Engaged Family Gaming. And most importantly, please, please, please head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. Join our Facebook group. Nicole has done it. And we just talk about stuff. We had a nice long conversation yesterday about the uh, Disney Infinity shutdown with some very concerned parents and some schmarmy (laughs) guys who were like, I saw this one coming. (laughs) You know, but hey, whatever. Um, We have a lot of fun in there. And... You know, that's really what this is all about, right? All right. 
So I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>